Starting recording and starting the stream. Welcome to Horsin' Around, a dumbass cast. I'm your host, Nick Mergadante, and with me I have three lovely guests today. If you would like to introduce yourselves. I would not. Okay. <laughs> Hi, well, my name is Patrick Armario, and I'm an award-winning animator. <laughs> really is that your fun that fact? One? That is my fun fact. Oh, that works. Okay. That works. Multi-award-winning. Hi, I'm Nicole, and I can include on my resume freelance reindeer attendant. Hell yeah! Alright, that's pretty fucking dope. Alright, uh, hi, I'm Wolverine Mithkel, and I once told a kitty pool with milk and hid it in my friend's dorm room. Oh my god! Yes, can you- alright, actually, this, this icebreaker's good. Can you please explain the story behind that? <laughs> for for yeah, those no. out of the loop on CSH friend. shenanigans. Um, his- and uh, he- uh, he, he's known for his love of milk. He will go to, down to the corner store and buy a gallon of milk and drink it that day. Yep. Um, so one day it's like October, and we're like, Secret Santa's coming up eventually. What's Secret months. Santa? For... Um, Secret Santa is, well, you, you're familiar with the concept of Secret Santa where you get a name and you give somebody gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the, the way that we, at least we used to do it, was you get the gift, and usually the gift would be a joke, but you could also give gifts to people who you weren't assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have to open if they didn't want to, but they could. Yeah. Uh, and so we're like, well, we could get this really funny gift for Frank. We didn't get Frank's name. Frank, Frank was first, and we were like, why not? We'll give it to Frank. Yeah, spirit um, of giving. So we would start, we would start coming up with like, ideas that have to do with milk. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, somehow we come up with the idea that we're going to take a kiddie pool and <laughs> fill it with milk. Because weeks beforehand, mm-hmm. Frank's roommate had jokingly like tried to key into my room. Mm-hmm. And his key worked. Oh no! The, the doors had the same lock. Oh god! Um, and they just kept doing it for years. Like we thought that was like a one-time thing. It's like intentional, apparently. What do you? They thought we never. They thought we'd never find. Like 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 after that year, they changed the locks every year. Supposedly they changed at least the common room locks. The, the people in those rooms, the, their keys work on each other's doors. Just those two. Spe- like, those two day. specific rooms are just linked yeah. rooms. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know why. Okay. Um, but we were like, okay, so Frank doesn't know that. His roommate does. We've got, we got his roommate mostly in on the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, well, how are we going to do this? We buy a kiddie pool on Amazon. Uh, one of the people who is in on it lives across the hall from him. Uh, you buy some floaties, and we're like, well, we got to get the milk. How are we going to get the milk? <laughs> so there's a corner store that's literally right below our dorm. Yep. And you can spend our fake RIT dining money on it. Yeah. Um, and every year we have too much. Yeah, uh, like a. Like they they force you to live in the dorms. You have to get a meal plan, and the meal plan is exorbitantly expensive because they really don't want you to starve. Uh, but also, it's just a way that if you don't spend the money by the end of the year, or well, I guess it rolls over year to year. But if you don't no, use it before, only semester to semester. Oh what? Yeah. So if, if I was you gonna say it, it didn't roll over at my school. Yeah, it, it, yeah if you don't use it in fall, you get it in spring. If you don't use it in spring, it goes away. Oh okay, so it, it is. Didn't roll over for either semester. Okay. You yeah. have to use all of them by like finals week, or you're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's why we would like. So like people would like because we have like a drink machine that we have to stock on floor, and people would literally go there and get like pallets of drinks and bring them back to the floor because like your money is going away no matter what. You yeah. Have to put it to yeah. Me. We're like, well, we're, we have four people with <laughs> the most expensive meal plan because the most expensive one is the one that doesn't force you to have like week over week meal swipes, mm-hmm. so you can have some flexibility. And we're like, well, how, how can we do this? So we go to the, we go to the manager. And we're like, hey, theoretically. If we needed 60 gallons of milk, <laughs> could we buy it? Like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, 
So it, we, Let me know, check my inventory real quick. He <laughs> thought he couldn't do it all at once. Right. Uh, but like whatever, whatever they had, if we came towards the end of like the day, we could just take it. Mm-hmm. So it's two weeks of Secret Santa. We have everything but the milk. One of our friends has a car, and it's December in Rochester. Or November, <laughs> September in Rochester. It's cold outside. So we're yeah. like, all right, we're just gonna get the milk. We're gonna put it in his car and just keep it there because it, it's like it'll stay cold yeah we, none of us have a fridge big enough to hide this mm-hmm. for two um, weeks for two weeks but it's it's it's, it's, it's like not gonna he's not like, gonna oh, drink this milk hopefully it's gonna go bad not it, it's december yeah. in rochester it's like never above like it's like at most it would be like 40 like maybe yeah but like, that's true the point isn't... my fridge after a week <laughs> <laughs> it, it did well enough also this wasn't to be drank right like, like this very quickly was not drinkable milk once we, once we got once we got started using it mm-hmm. but we would go in and we'd buy 15 gallons of milk just put it on, on like our like dying dollars and put it in the in his trunk and then we, just like, under the cover of darkness um like literally we put it in like shopping carts covered with a blanket it's a real heist um, off yeah oh by, my by god the end of like this week like, like his car is like sagging there's, there's a lot of fucking weight <laughs> um, like, could man you got some junk in your trunk yeah it's it's milk <laughs> Um, so then the, it's like 2 a.m. the day of Secret Santa. So we're, we got to bring it in because we can't, there's no way we can ferry it quickly enough mm-hmm. from the car when it's time to do it. So we just fill up the like, two shopping carts and like try and sneak it on the floor. We somehow do it and just put it in the corner of his room <laughs> and just cover it with a blanket. And nobody questions it. <laughs> come and go. Nobody bats an eye. It's just a blanket, a blanket pyramid and like whatever. Man, there's been weirder <laughs> shit in people's rooms, so... Sure. Yeah, honestly, like... A Arrow, came, people... Arrow came back to his bed being covered in breakfast sheets at one time. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> god. And the, then there was the fucking lobster incident. Dude, there's so much... <laughs> that was good, though. Food-related bullshit. Oh but, my uh, god. Yeah, no, if you cover with a blanket, like, usually, like, college students don't get to give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's a blanket. Uh, like, we, I, know th- <laughs> I know what I don't need to look at. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to know what's under there 99% yeah, of the time. It's like the universal sensor bar of tossing a blanket over it and just ignoring it. <laughs> so the so Secret Santa happens like off of like the dorm floor that we live on. It's like downstairs a couple buildings over. Yeah. So everybody leaves and we all like hide in our dorm room um, until like the coast is clear. And then it's like someone's like on the fucking phone like alright go operations that go so we unlock the door and the kitty pool's already inflated across the hall and roll it across and people are sprinting down the hallway with like four gallons of milk at a time the milk doesn't pour fast enough so we get a screwdriver and start shotgunning the milk out oh my god turns out 60 gallons was a bit more than we thought it was we only actually yeah I'm, try- I'm remembering that kiddie pool wasn't that big like I was 60 it, gallons it, it took like 45 50 gallons of the milk oh my god so like and so it's like and so he's just sitting in the middle of his room uh, <laughs> frank had left and locked his room and like and like like like, like turn off the lights and everything like frank yeah. had no idea yeah um we fill the kiddie pool with milk, put the remaining cartons like in, like around the the cart around it. And right. One For in the good middle. presentation. Exactly. <laughs> one in the middle, like it's yeah. a fucking summoning circle. Um, <laughs> and then we, we turn off the lights, close the door, lock in. Somebody like writes on his whiteboard like something like something, something like summer breeze or whatever. Mm. And his secret Santa gift was just a pool floaties. Like, like, oh awesome. great! At the event itself, it was just yeah. like, oh, I got these weird pool floaties. What the hell's up with that? So we like sneak back in, like, like we, we go in like different groups, come through different doorways, so they don't suspect anything. <laughs> um, 
And so we just go through Secret Santa. It's a great time. He gets his gift, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And, and we're like, I don't know, can, can you not swim? And he's like, no, nah, I can swim just fine. And like, I don't know. So he, like, throws them, like, over his shoulder. He's like, mm -hmm. this is a bad gift. Sometimes yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um, Some people just don't know their targets well enough, and they just get a shitty gift. So, so somebody grabs it. And then as we're going back, we get back first. So we know they want to be there. And we're in the room across the hall. Mm -hmm. And he oh, he unlocks his door. He sees a sign. He's like, what is, like, he thinks it's part of like the continuation of the gift. He doesn't get it yet. Mm -hmm. He unlocks his door, opens it, and turns the lights on. And there's a kitty full, full of milk. And then this, like, the floaties come flying over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you recovered it on the way out. That's the fucking, the cherry on top. I think we were like, it's so a people were like, walk out, like, they're like, like quadruple takes and they made him like stand in the milk oh my god that's fucking then, we were gonna dump it out the window but our chairman was like don't do that we are right above the loading bay we'll get in trouble <laughs> uh, <laughs> this would have been funny um and then we felt bad if we just left him in his room because he had to deal with it so we just dumped it down the drain but it was a very good prank how did you how did you did just you... take buckets and like no, we... What do you mean? Like, we just had gallons of milk. We would just take it to the kiddie pool and just, like, open the top. Oh, like, okay. The ones that you didn't shotgun holes into, <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, yeah. Okay, so, so, so the ones that... We, 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 we were shotgunning them each one at a time. So at a certain point, we're like, oh, the pool's full. Yeah. Don't stab the next one. <laughs> Don't stab the next milk. And meanwhile, we've got, like, someone in the corner already, like, shaking holes with a drill into the milk. Yeah. <laughs> Anticipating... So like the dumping story to be like you all had to collectively very carefully drag this completely full kiddie pool <laughs> to the bathroom somehow squeeze it into the bathroom you know, door and then just kind of like flip it over in the shower you you say that in jest but if i remember wasn't frank's room close to the l bathroom it, it was two down from the north side, like before the corner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you could have, because we, the obviously, I, I'm assuming it's the same at, at Rutgers or wherever that the uh, bathrooms have like the showers in them as well, and you could have dragged the tub to the bathroom and then just dumped it down the shower drains. So we couldn't drag it as is because it was very full and it's wider than the doors. Oh. So if we tried to fold it, it would have spilled. So we had to like, fill like garbage cans with milk and then bury those to the trash can. But there was less than that, a little enough that we could then fold it mm. and then move it. Did you guys, you got, you could have also like siphoned it off into like a hose or some shit. Well, you're going to siphon out the window. I said that was a bad idea. <laughs> Fucking chairman. Was that that was Glide, right? That was fresh yeah. in yeah. He, he was right. It just, yeah, no, he was funny. right. He made the correct call. However, it would have been funny for people at the loading bay the next morning. Or even better, that that would have more likely just dumped on top of the fucking uh outside of the NRH computer lab, right? Because there's a bit of like rocky area. <laughs> it would have been like right by the window. So somebody working like super late in the NRH computer lab would have just looked out the window and seen a stream of white liquid. That would I have been imagine, so like, being in, like, good. A studio or something, and just looking out the window, <laughs> just seeing milk trickling down. Like, <laughs> I would actually lose my fucking mind, especially if it was like. Yeah, if it's a um, late night, you're already like half insane night. at that point, and yeah. you're just like, oh, hmm, I'm losing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs>
<laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope not. I don't know what the fuck that would awaken at that point. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, my what God. kind of milk was it? Or was it just all varieties? I think we, like, described whatever they had. If I remember, I think it was mostly 2%. Because I remember that, like, weeks later, Drew, who didn't, who, who didn't know about, that we did this, was like, the quarters never has any fucking milk. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Oopsies. I wonder who could have done that. Wow, that's so weird. <laughs> Damn. Oh you know, they're just poorly stocked. Just the milk demands. I that think food. it was 2%. Because he also had, like, a shell. He had, like... He bought all of the, like, like the honeycomb cereal. He bought, like, all the honeycomb cereal they had. Like, they had, like, a wall of honeycomb in their room one year. I didn't go too bad. Did yeah. he do the thing with the honeycomb boxes that, like, college freshmen do with alcohol bottles where they finish them and then they decide <laughs> to, like, just, decorate They got the graveyard. Like, the whole wall with them? I think they were full. I don't think, I think he would just, like, grab a new one off of the wall to eat whenever he was hungry. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so wasteful. No. Well, like, he, would, he, would, he would have finished the one before. He wasn't like, ah. Oh yeah. yeah, he he it was like a nice personal collection that he worked his way through yeah. throughout the year. I'm just I'm just imagining like he takes one box, opens it up, and goes like, man, which box did I open? You know what? Just grabs the random one. <laughs> like a wall of different expiry or Best Buy dates, and he's like, ah, a June nineteenth, twenty eighteen. What a classic! <laughs> what a nice vintage! What a nice vintage you've got here. <laughs> well-combed well honeycombs. Oh, God. <laughs> very balanced, very moderate flavor. <laughs> yeah, good mouthfeel. With a whole milk instead of a 2%, you know, a lot of people usually go for a 2%, but, you know, the whole milk really brings out the umami flavors of the Oh, mmm. <laughs> I don't want any umami near my <laughs> breakfast cereal. Um, honey bunches of oats sold uh, maple bacon donut and chicken and waffle cereal. Oh, the yeah! And they were terrifyingly accurate. Like, it actually <laughs> tasted like chicken and waffles? Like, I remember I, that one. Bacon bacon, I didn't like it. <laughs> that's not shit that I'm terrified of. With food, with, like, um, synthetic foods, it's like, <clears throat> when they take something that's so obviously not supposed to be that flavor, mm -hmm. like, a whole meal, like yeah. pizza, like pizza chips, for example, like pizza fucking uh, what what what's uh, the Pringles, the pizza Pringles, Pringles or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pringles. yeah, dude, Pringles terrify me. Like, <laughs> it's some witchcraft shit that they use to like inject it with that flavor. Just tastes like pizza. There was one year where my mom went just absolutely fucking nuts in December and bought like a bunch of different special holiday flavors of polar <laughs> seltzer. What? So there was like. <laughs> So you could have like, I don't know, maybe there's like a cranberry orange. Like that's fine. If it's a mm. fruit flavor for the seltzer, it's sure. fine. Okay. Yeah. What is not fine? Mint chocolate chip and hot buttered rum. That's oh, not terrifying. That's not absolutely okay. terrifying. And she was drinking and she bought like 16 bottles. And we were just drinking them over the course of the year, so it's the middle of July, and you're drinking mint chocolate chips. Oh <laughs> God! Describe the flavor. Describe the taste. Well, I assume it tasted like it was advertised, <laughs> which is <laughs> seltzer that is also flavored <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's seems with the mouthfeel, you know, like yeah. So I think froze. What? Oh yeah. Is the stream Wait. I'm frozen? Uh, Good question. Oh, God. Let me check. Twitch.tv.
Hello. Dante. Hello. Wise. Fifty-fifty. Big burps. Excuse me. All right. Apparently, this... yeah, on his stream, we are all okay. frozen. No, no. Uh, oh, no, no. Okay. You guys are going. all fine on my he's end. Going. He, he's just okay. frozen for us. Yeah. What the fuck? All right. Uh, no, but he's frozen on the call. Uh, I'll try Wow, he looks like he's insane. <laughs> you just, yeah, this is a weird one way fucking <laughs> shit right now. Sub. Hold I'm on. You my sub while on the stream? Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I want my cut. <laughs> I want my cut. I want my. Okay. Is this has hello, this hello. does this work? Hello? Yes. Hello, it's working. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We were frozen like for a really long time. Oh, lovely. I'm glad that didn't show up on stream cuz that would have been really weird. Um If you're wondering why we were ignoring you, that's why. Yeah, no, I I I picked up on it in a second. Um but it's yeah. It's cuz we're rude, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, returning the favor. I understand. Um going away. What's up? Is Twitch Prime going away? Dude, it better not I be. Look, I tried to prime no. sub on, on your channel because I haven't used it this uh, I haven't used it yet. Yeah. But when I, I scroll down to it says your subscription, it says prime subscription, convert to a recurring subscription to keep your benefits. Oh no 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 no. You can't you can't resub with a prime subscription. You have to wait for the month to end and then you have to prime sub again. It's it's annoying. They don't let you do like continual resubs with, with okay. Prime. So you just okay. have to wait for the old one because I I have to deal with that when I'm doing because uh, I sub to Critical Role and yep. it's just really annoying because I would rather just continue like just tell Twitch to just keep using my Prime sub on them, but it basically just works out that sometimes I'll try to watch the VOD and then uh, it'll be like you're not subscribed. I'm like oh god damn it I gotta sign it up again. It's only once a month, but it's. It is an annoyance that is designed to make you more inclined to just drop, like, more actual money to just keep resubscribing. It's a convenience that you pay for through non-Prime uh, subs. But, yeah, no, Prime is not going away then. That is I thought very it was good. some shit with, like, it becoming Amazon Game that they were changing or something like that. Are they doing a program like that? They've well, they're got... changing Twitch Prime to Amazon Gaming. Oh, okay. Prime Gaming or oh, something like that. Hmm. Like it's a whole rebrand. I just don't know if they're changing any policies. Interesting. Um, yeah, that man, the <laughs> that Secret Santa was a very good year, especially as my first. That was a very top year for for Secret Santa. Yeah, that was my freshman year, and that was that was when I got roasted so fucking hard. Uh, you just fucking died. Yeah, I I I'd rather not share that one on stream personally because it involves other parties. No, I don't um, know. Okay. But we could talk about it after stream. But the okay, uh, good. the uh, I, I just remembered the other like just general greatness that was in that Seer Santa was the fucking Peepo. Uh, uh, puppet that Spencer uh, made. That shit was so fucking good. So uh, another freshman, a friend of mine, Maddie, was, uh, for some reason, just had an absolute like distaste for this character from I think it was a Canadian like children's show. Um, and let me see if I can look it up. Uh, I'll show it on the stream. No, not fucking Pepe. I want the uh... Pepe Puppet. There we go. All right. There was a character, uh, or there's a seat. There was okay. The show was called Nanoland, and it was just a bunch of like puppeteered characters going through very rudimentary 
uh, like, you know, life sequences or whatever, scenarios. Um, and I'm going to turn down the volume here. But basically, there was just a scene where this character says, You stole the people! Ooh! And she's just, like, really exaggeratingly reacting to it. For some reason, Maddie just really didn't like it. It just rubbed her the wrong way a lot. Um, and so, our friend Spencer, uh, I guess leading up to... Oh, yeah, they, they uh, Lil shared it in the chat channel as well. But the... They they learned how to make a puppet with like handcrafting, like like with felt and shit, and they made like a as accurate as I think they could have like puppet of uh of this Peepo character or Nanalan or whatever, and presented it to Maddie during Secret Santa, and we all collectively because it was just like a, a like a running gag that most of Floor was aware of, and so like just the hand the handcraft that went into that alone was fucking insane um like, like months of work that he spent with his mom to like get that shit working yeah that's so fucking funny <laughs> it's like it's like a fully functional and like prepared like puppet and i think it's still sitting in the library as like just like just just in a, a testament to how fucking insane that was uh also maddie didn't want to keep it for obvious reasons so we just kept it around yeah why wouldn't you keep it someone made you a puppet yeah of a thing that you so hate much time and effort into it yeah but it's definitely it is it is appreciated on the regular or at least in a pre-covid world it has been just by sitting in the library because people just go in there and see it and it's just so fucking no Insane. longer Maddie's puppet. It's the world's puppet. Yeah, it's the world's puppet. CSH's puppet. It's, a, it's an installation art um, art piece. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, we store a lot of artifacts from from over the years in that library. It's we call it a library. I th I don't even know why. Like, there's I guess there's yearbooks that are in there from past years in CSH, and that's why it's called a library. But really, it's just kept elsewhere. Yeah, it's like mostly just the arcade cabinets that are in there. Um and like a couch uh and then a bookshelf with all the paraphernalia from over the years including people uh, along with some other things i think there's some plaques in there or whatever um but yeah that was that was a really good secret santa year um which actually ties into the topic that pat you you put into the doc um which i think mm -hmm. is a really good one uh how much have you changed or how have you changed since the beginning of college uh, oh, yeah. that's a that's a hell of a question and I'm definitely well, I, gonna need some time to formulate an answer on that one yeah yeah uh, if you no, guys have I, any more immediate takes uh, please I, fill the air I, I threw it in because Nick I've known you for a really fucking long time mm -hmm. for too long some would say yeah yeah I know a lot about you <laughs> but there was a gap within my knowledge of you my little nicholas database uh, don't say it like that that, oh. that um on my file of about you uh -huh. years that i don't really have like really filled in and you oh. know what, Nick? i want you to fill it in for me i want you to fill, fill that hole for me it's definitely hard to self-analyze on this i feel like lul might have a better understanding of how i've changed just because he got an impression of me when i came in to, to school and CSH and like then he obviously still knows me now and knows how different I am so I don't I don't know if you have any specific I, observations Lul but that's uh yeah I definitely have matured somehow I don't know <laughs> specifically how but <laughs> I think I have at least I, th 
I mean, I think it's also interesting um, for, like, I wrote it specifically because I was like, I don't know that much about Nick's college life, but also, like, um, about, like, little, um, you, Lil, and, uh, and Nicole, like, I don't know much about y'all either, so I think yeah. it'd be interesting. You, like, two months ago, so. That's true. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what I was like before college. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but I think it, like, it helps, like. like is it, it is a well-worded icebreaker. <laughs> Yeah, it is a good. It is a good icebreaker. Yeah, let's talk about ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk. I. I mean, I could say the same about you, Pat. I I think because you also were going off the scad, and so that was a whole experience that I've only caught bits and pieces of. So I went to art school. That's as much as you can need to know. (laughs) I damn. I guess that is all right. Uh, what's it called? How did I change between? high school and college or at least the beginning of college yeah beginning to end of college what what has been I the progression did more drugs oh okay I really just gonna throw drugs. that one out there yeah i i drank more and, and did minecraft more drugs. for the fbi listen <laughs> yeah yeah minecraft <laughs> no, drugs actually, got those sweet sweet potions my my friend was going to uh did apply to um the cia and they were very interested in him for uh in a capacity of creating like tutorials and stuff digitally for right. people to go through yeah um but the thing that they were that kind of put them put him off their list was that uh, he smoked a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and he needed to like be off of smoking for at Dude, least a year for them to hire him. Government agencies would have so many more A-list like white hat like CSEC people and just just more jobs in general with good people to fill them if they just didn't care about weed. I, I think that's a pretty lukewarm take to have in the current year. But like <laughs> there's there's so many people that just get knocked off because they've they've had a history with right. drugs or or I mean, whatever. like regardless about your feelings about it, it's legal in so many states now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Federally, it's, so not, it's like is like federal, right? So yeah, that's like, the whole oh, reason. I guess you yeah. can't hire anyone from California or Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> It's legal uh, in Nevada uh, now? I didn't hear about no, that No, I meant to say Colorado. I was okay. hoping everyone would ignore it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go, Nick. Sorry. Um, other than, like, my copious amounts of uh, drugs, uh, <laughs> had sex once. Nice. <laughs> so that was great. Epic. Uh, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. I developed uh, a lot. I became, I didn't realize how competitive I was until I went to college. Mm. Um. And then I became a lot more competitive, and then became a workaholic. Oh no! <laughs> so, so blessing and a curse. Like, yeah. Um, oh, and I also went to therapy. So, mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a I had a friend who passed away during college, so oh. I was like, ah, this is something that I might want to go to therapy for. Yeah, that's. And it was, it was helpful. Yeah. Therapy, a lot of, you know, people, even if you don't really are going through like yeah some advanced life experience, going to therapy can really just help almost anybody, you know? Honestly, like, yeah, even, even if it's, like you said, like, even if it's not something, like, insane, like, yeah. fucking, what's it called? I think, uh, what's, like, even if, like, right now, right, mm. uh, my life's going pretty steady, like, yeah. sure, I could use a job, that'd be nice, guys, someone please <laughs> hire me, please, but, um, I'm not really concerned about not getting a job, I'm gonna get a job, like, in the near future. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's just, it's gonna happen, you know, there's no, like, you're a, you're no, an award winning animator. You're you're gonna get a, a job. I'm a multi award winning animator, and I've had sex once. <laughs> <laughs> on your oh, resume. Yeah, I've been laid. <laughs> I have I have I have been laid, and I've done copious amounts of drugs. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm not hired already. Yeah, come on. It's literally just 
so many, so many A-list, A-list qualities to throw on that resume. Forget about your art portfolio. Throw that art portfolio in the trash. You don't need it. In the gutter. Yeah. You just. I'll be like. I'll be like. Check out this gal's Facebook. Please look at her. I we've we have had intercourse. Guys, oh my god. At least no. once. Sir. Do I remember her name? No. <laughs> But I made out with her boyfriend afterwards. What? Oh, shit. oh my god! All right, that was. <laughs> we need more information about that part. Power <laughs> move. Oh. Jesus. Did you know her boyfriend? No I, no, I didn't make out with her boyfriend. I made out with her other friend. Weak. I wish Damn I made it. out with her boyfriend. I'm wow. sorry. Wow. You fucking. You betrayed us. You've. Yeah. No, I wish I met out with a boyfriend. Yeah. You fucking turned us into. You. You know what? You know what, Pat? I know what's changed. Wait. You've turned into a liar throughout college. That's what's happened. <laughs> a damn dirty liar. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry, Nicholas. He just wants to make friends. Unbelievable. Um, but everything else leading up to making up with a boyfriend was. <laughs> Great. Sad. Sad. So you, so we're back at the point where you just, yeah, you've been laid. Good. I've been one at least once. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've I've been taking trying to figure out what I'm saying in response to this question. I feel like I definitely became less. Well. <laughs> So it's it's a curious relationship, especially with 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 CSH, uh, and and especially over over the years with all the hot water it's gotten into recently of with uh, you know some of its uh, traditions and whatnot. But um, I would say that I was, and I still am. I know JP and, and Sam still rib me on it constantly, but I'm very much an, an only child. Um, and I was also very, you know, sheltered by my parents and just in general was not like uh, often confronted very directly uh, against like the way I live my life sort of in a sheltered fashion or whatever. I think I think CSH and just college in general broke broke me out of my comfort zone in a good way um, through like jibing and, and ribbing and doing the stuff that we did like just and like going going to brandreth was like a great experience uh just getting out into the wilderness like a, like a camping trip that we go on yeah yeah we go to there's a there's a friend of floor uh, i guess is how i could refer to him as um who has land in the adirondacks that we we go up to, we go to an fall. old man's mansion five hours <laughs> in, the man, in the mountains and camp out for a oh, couple yeah. days it, uh, it's fine. It he's he's an incredibly cool dude, and I love him to death. Uh, but yeah, on paper doesn't sound yeah doesn't sound as good on paper. But I guarantee you, it is it is a very good time. Um, get murdered at. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it'd be a great place to get murdered at. Personally, I think you know out of out of list. If I were to list places that I was gonna get murdered at, I put Brandreth. Like if I want, if I got to choose, I think that'd be pretty high up there. Um, just Heaven in the woods. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, I think I just generally became, uh, well, I guess I, I already had like thick skin from high school and before then, but like it, it developed where I could take shit and then like throw it back, but understand what is acceptable to like throw back and what is, you know, too far or whatever. And just like getting to understand interpersonal relationships better in that aspect i guess um and like 
with my peers around me figuring out like all right this is cool to you know jive rib rib on and, and stuff in this one this is like serious business or whatever um man that fucking uh, i'm now i'm just thinking like back through the fucking past four years of my life uh become a lot more confident and a lot less of like you know, like less shelter like when you came to school you ate like four things oh and yeah that's very that true was, yeah one and one and i that websites with ram made a, one of our friends made a website that was just what's nick what's nick mercadante eating and we just randomly either pick a picture of chicken fingers grilled cheese pizza, or elio's or, pizza yeah oh yeah elio's elio's frozen mm. pizza yeah yeah it was, it was like four things now murky eats a Ooh. decent amount. Yeah, I, I eat an okay yeah, amount of food. Eat I eat vegetables, vegetables now. Yeah, it's insane. I, I um, actually have to agree. I feel like you've gotten a lot more confident. Like, in the past, what, how long have I been talking now? Like, for the past... Probably eight uh, years, at least. We'd known each years? other through high school, so... Yeah, once you, like, once you got back from college, I was like, Nick got more confident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got some hair in his face now. And that was definitely, like, an experience to... to <laughs> the ribbing, the 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 website that made me like, all right, well, I I need to stop getting shit on on about this, so I should try out some new foods. Uh, and it was <laughs> the same diet for fucking. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a surprisingly good motivator after you know eighteen plus years of my parents trying and failing to convince me to do it. I, it just t- took some strangers yelling at me about it to reinforcement. Yeah, like it baffles me. It baffled me when I got to college just how many people, specifically guys, don't eat vegetables. Mm, Yeah, how are you standing? Uh, bro, it's vitamins. Yeah, yeah, get those vitamin gummies up in you. You're good. It's very bewildering, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow uh, they they manage it, but when when you become kind of like like the communal like punching bag, like even like with love, it's kind of sink or swim. Um, and you definitely chose to, to swim. That, yeah. That, that, that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that you kind of cry, right? It's one of the I two. do feel I do feel bad that like um Nick was the punching bag before college. Oh yeah, and... no, it's it is it is it is quite sad that that, that role stayed pretty like I, I realized that my role in friend groups and in communities has been pretty consistent throughout. Like despite me changing as a person, it's still pretty constant. And I I think like to to like people it's not like I don't wanna make it appear like I was incredibly like bullied throughout my life. Bullying. Yeah. Like, it was like good-natured ribbing, but it was a lot. Was yeah, a lot of, yeah, I would, yeah. I would argue there was some points where, like, me myself, I might have taken it a bit too far at some points. So like, yeah, oh, I feel like I've probably talked to you at one point or another, like back in back yeah. in the the Wait, dark no. ages, as we say. Uh, how, how far? Could, at one point, Nick brought a girl to a party, and we introduced him as the horse fucker. <laughs> 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 you could take it. We took it pretty far. Yeah, no, that I, one. Uh... Now that I think, I think I gotta pull back. I take it. Maybe I didn't take it far enough. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. I think uh, the difference is like we didn't care. That, that at that point the. Uh, I think the difference is, Pat, when when we were ribbing each other back in like late middle school, early high school, I was definitely just at a way lower self-esteem point uh, oh, than yeah, I was sure. in college. Where like in college, like I was, I you guys just fucking pop off on the the, the horse jokes. So it and that and I don't know how it transitioned so easily from <laughs> high school to college, but it did. Like you didn't have points of contact, huh? 
I, I will I say. Made up, I thought we made those jokes up. No, <laughs> honey, no. Like, I... yo, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's real. It's <sighs> real. At, if wait, we wait. made it up, if we made it up, then sure. Like, if, we, if this is a funny joke. If other people have had the same joke, I think it's just, the colonel. Well, I don't think it was horse fucking. I th I think well, the oh. the thing was back in high school. <laughs> I was told horse. No, no, no. Wait, Nick. You've literally Nick. never met me in person. Other people Nick. have had to tell you that. Nick, oh. if it makes me feel any better, uh, I started like my first introductions to like. Your whole home friend group was through Yash and then Brad, but mostly Yash, sophomore year. Right. Um, first, it was talking about, like, the the worm superpower group of incredibly stupid powers. Um, <laughs> but he would tell me stories about you guys hanging out in high school. Mm -hmm. And I heard the... I heard... The horse fucker. I heard the passing yeah. out in health class. I heard a few others. God, no. And I have to say, every time he would talk about his home friends, I was like, I don't care about anyone else. I need to meet Nick. I need to meet this no, person. Nick is, like, Nick is the best. You were the person of... I was the most excited to meet. Well, <laughs> I guess that's a plus in some <laughs> weird, twisted way. What happens to, to the community punching bag? I, 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 I did that in high school. I went you become back. a legend. Yeah, like, <laughs> People, the people who never met you would be like, are you, you're the guy. And you're like, what? <laughs> they're like, oh, you're yeah, the guy. Yeah, but like, what so is the guy in people's like, minds, right? Like, you become the guy, but at what cost? Well, other people just fade into obscurity. You got something. Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a legacy, and I guess that is something that is valued to me. So I'll take it. I'll, I'll take that dub, even though it ha incurs many L's by doing so. <laughs> like, it's, do you know how many people... Do you know how few people have, like, like, a lifetime's worth of just, like, jokes that would be perfect for a stand-up career? I don't have any of those stories. My life wasn't at all interesting before college. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I guess there you gotta you gotta have these formative experiences to yeah. to be able to talk about later. And I guess that is a, that's the, that is a positive way of looking at it. Is that if you if you have an embarrassing moment in your life, like you can it it might not seem like it at the time and like for understandable reasons, but like when you're older, shit just doesn't matter. Like as long as you as a human being are like. A decent human being i don't know that's that's the way i always put it it's like that shit the little things aren't gonna matter immediately anymore in in your current life like you just you, they're just stories that you get to look back on um and so yeah. yeah i don't know i will be back in two minutes all right um oh, i was gonna ask about you but guess not get Damn. fucked get fucked oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, how, I'm, I'm trying to think how I didn't. I I got to know you. You were in your sophomore year when I got into college, and like, I don't know, Lil. You see, you seem like you've been. Maybe maybe it's just my perspective because like we aren't we aren't like best friends, but like we hang out a decent amount. I think you've been pretty consistent, but like in a good way throughout college. Um, I don't know if you if you feel like you've changed significantly throughout the years. I have like I feel like, you know, like you know, being in CSH was good for me. Like, like, it was like a I, I came out of theater in high school, and CSH was kind of like picking back up where I left off because mm. of the, the insanity that they, oh like, yeah goes on. <laughs> CSH, um, CSH, uh, uh, CSH? CSH yeah CSH? computer science house 
Okay, okay. Computer Science House. Yeah, it's it's the club that me and Ricky are, are, are both in. That's how we met. Yeah, okay. Um, but so, like, I, I came from theater in high school, and that was just chaos. <laughs> um, but it was like in, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and the, Fun the, chaos. The, the same kind of thing that, that picked up with with uh, with, with you know, joining CSH. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of the things like that, like I kind of learned before, like never really were like they weren't, they weren't like bad things. It was things like you know, like being more confident and like standing up for myself. Yeah. Um, so I guess I just I just kind of continued with that. I don't know if I've changed that much. Mm-hmm. I guess I could ask like friends who've known know me since high school. Maybe they would yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah, they might have a little bit more insight, yeah. Um, But I don't know if I've changed anything. I kind of got more relaxed about, like, school and stuff. Yeah. In high school, I was super, like, do all the APs, get all the A's. Mm -hmm. Um, And still, like, want to do, like, well in college, but now I'm like, you know what? Like, if I get a C, like, fucking who cares, dude? Like, Yeah. (laughs) You're getting the diploma as long as you pass the class, so. Yeah. It's a lot, and, like, I'm a lot less, like, worried about, like, you know, like, moving to new places and things like that, which, like, I... I'm very thankful for because like, we, we have to do co-ops mm-hmm. um which, you know like, like like six months or like like summer long internships yeah um so like at first i was like oh my god i gotta move to a new place like i don't know what that's like and now i'm like who fucking i i'll move like i i have had to move to a new place every six months give or take mm-hmm. for the last like five years yeah um so moving isn't scary anymore moving to a new city isn't scary anymore yeah, um, you just you just know that you just got to get settled in and then and then start exploring and then yeah you know whatever happens happens. That's um, a good experience to have too, like that confidence of being able to like um, go to a new place and then just be like, okay, well, just now got to go around and like peep shit out. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like I, now that I think about it, moving to college for the first time was was yeah that was pretty huge. But then after you know, like you said, going to different co-ops. Uh, all around, like, I went to one in uh, Massachusetts and then another one in Maryland, and, like, just moving around like that consistently has made me, like, yeah, this is just fine. Yeah. You know, just ride around a lot and discover new things. Um, so I guess that that's a that's an benefit of co-ops that I hadn't even thought of. Um, if you're, if you're going of, like, to places that are away, like some people just get co-ops in Rochester, which is fine as well. But even then, right. You still like, like it's a lot of independence building, right? Like right. a lot of like, you know, like learning how to, how to deal with people who like, like, like in your own house that like you might not agree with dealing with, right. um, you know, just how to, how to maintain shit on your own. Yeah. Um, you get to have, I mean, yeah, I guess that is part of the whole idea of co-ops is like Babby's first je- real job experience without immediately having to like get a full time it's like exactly under the pretense of all right you're gonna be here for a couple months you're still a student so we know you won't know everything but we can give you some tasks to do and you know then you can get paid for it which is great um the idea of graduation now isn't as scary like here it's like, like i got it's like still a new chapter in your life and all that kind of stuff but it's like yeah but i've already done the whole job search thing mm-hmm. i've already relocated to a new place i've already had to make new friends at work like yeah. This is just the big co-op in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a phrase I've heard thrown around pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're not you're going co-op and you're not coming back to school. Like, <laughs> and you've already done you've done, you've done this with like you know at least three times if you're in computer science, you know, major by major. But like, right. Know, like some people are on like their sixth co-op, and it's like finding a new job isn't going to be scary. Like mm-hmm. you've already done like a thousand interviews, you've already done all this stuff, and like. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, and then some people get really advanced with it where they, 
I don't even know why they're still enrolling at RIT, <laughs> where they just have been in co-op so long. It's just like, sir, are you going to start treadmilling soon? I went, then... I went on a co-op, and there was somebody's working there full-time, I couldn't figure out how to recognize her, until we realized we had freshman CS together. Oh, and wow. she had been on co-op with her third year at Facebook, and was like, I don't want to do school anymore. And just fucking <laughs> dropped out and got a full-time job, and I oh, ended up co-oping there. Yeah. She was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess she won. And then, like, halfway through my co-op, she just, like, left and works at Amazon now, and I was like, damn, she won. Like, Fuck she didn't do any of this fucking graduation that's, shit. Yeah. That's, uh, that's actually really interesting. That's how one of, um, this gal I knew, uh, we were in an intro to animation class, and, mm -hmm. uh, she, during the last, during her final quarters at, um, SCAD, uh, we're supposed to be, like, developing a senior film and uh, mm -hmm. and we spend, like, the last year, the entire year, like, making this senior film. She left, like, midway through because she hated the film, and she got a job at Cartoon because she was that good. Damn! <laughs> it, was, like, it was the funniest shit. It was, like, she, she, she went up to her class, and was like, okay, I'm gonna go now, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't have to get the degree? Damn, okay, <laughs> bye! Wait, am I the only non-computer science person here? Um, no, I'm. Yeah, I go to. Uh, I went to art school for okay. animation. Yeah. What What is um, What was your major, Nicole? Still in school, bro. Oh, fuck. I'm gonna be here until I die. Oh no. Um, <laughs> probably the spring. Actually, I'm hoping I'm gonna be done in the spring. Okay. Um, I'm we'll, an we'll animal science major on a pre-vet track, and Ooh. I work at an animal Ooh. hospital about 30 minutes away from school. That's why I keep. I don't know if I've actually mentioned any like work horror stories on like our We Were Dice things before, but I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, Anytime boy. I'm like, yeah, I got home from work and I'm really tired and I don't want to do this tonight. Bye. That's why. That's because I had to work a closing shift. Yeah. And I'm covered in dog urine. Oh. Ah. Yeah. That's always fun. That's always fun. Mm. Different types of fun we have here. Yeah. Uh. It's just really interesting to me talking to people. Um. And, like, hearing stories, like you mentioned, uh, where, you know, people can just drop out of school and they can start working. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't do that. I have to... <laughs> yeah, New Jersey is one of the rare places. places where you can uh, work as a veterinary technician in some capacities without, like, a formal two-year training program. Mm -hmm. But, like, my entire life... I, I switched majors halfway through college. Um, but my entire life, I was just building up to one or another career where I would have to go to some sort of, like, post-college education. Okay. And like then go a through, like, or... a billion years of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, those, that seems like a pretty, I get different experience from, from what a lot of computer science, I guess, some, some art kids have. Because, uh, like, with, with these kind of, with those kinds of industries, for, for us, it's like, if you just make good connections during these co-ops and you do good work, People will just be like, hey, do you just want to come back here? And then they'll be like, yeah, sure. Or, yeah, and then you can be like, yeah, I guess I want to. And then you can just keep doing that. And then eventually they'd be like, why don't we just give you full time? And then they'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and then that's that's the end of it. But for stuff like medical, anything medical related, as far as I understand it, it's just like you obviously need to know your stuff. So they really yeah. need you to do a lot of book learning and and... I guess before, because as soon as you try to do anything practical with it, your lives are on the line, potentially. <laughs> so that's. I will yeah. say, it's like working at the animal hospital has given me like a better perspective on like when 
like I order food and they get my order wrong. In the past, I used to be like, well, their lives, like, this is so hard. It's just such a stupid mistake. I'm not that upset about it. It's mm-hmm. whatever. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of more inclined to, to call and be like, you literally didn't finish baking my pizza. That actually <laughs> happened one time. Because <laughs> if I fuck up like that at work, something dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess mean, that's a good way to think about that. Yeah. yeah. There's like you, you if you if it like you, there's a point where you got to stand up for yourself, I guess, when, yeah. when you're when you're asking for these like it's not. You know, don't be an ass. Don't be a fucking carrot about it. But like, yeah. you know, if if you've asked for something and it's been like an hour plus since when you were supposed to get it, you you ha- you are within your rights to be like, hi, what what's going on here? Why? Here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's you probably have some interesting stories from vet life that oh yes, very interesting stories about. from this week. Sure. So so I guess then how is like. Yeah, how how was your growth through college? Yeah. Well, what did you, what did you uh, switch from? I, I was pre-med. I oh, was like okay. four different majors that I switched to, but there's no like pre-med major. So I was pre-med for the first two years of college. And the entire time, I don't know what people know about pre-med programs, but unlike nursing school, you don't have to take any anatomy classes. Like, there are no anatomy classes that are required to get into med school. It's just, like, biology, chemistry, mm. orgo, physics. <laughs> you don't need to know psychology where... Psychology and sociology. Fun fact, they added psychology and sociology to the MCATs because they were like, wow, our programs are so difficult that we're churning out all of these, like, incredibly insensitive and callous doctors who don't know how to talk to their patients. Oh, how about we just add psychology and sociology as required classes That's... and put them on the MCAT and hmm. then it'll fix the problem. I don't think Ignoring that's how... Ignoring the fact that passing gen psych <laughs> is so easy. <laughs> and, and also, if you're becoming a psychologist, that's like a very specific way of communicating with other human beings. It's not, it's not a communications course. Psychology is not communications. Like, if you're worried about people not being able to communicate with other human beings, put them in some comms courses. Don't put them in a psych class. That's like how you're picking apart people's brains. That's like the exact opposite of what you want if you're trying to get rid of callous doctors. Like, what? I, will, I, think, I think that's probably a good idea, but I will also say on behalf of pre-med, students mm. everywhere please do not fucking give them any more required classes to take yeah i mean yeah that's um, the other side of the coin it's just give them a therapist yeah <laughs> jesus christ Honestly. yeah i needed a therapist for the entirety of college and i could not find one yeah um especially when i was pre-med mm. um but i started so i started college as pre-med and i actually wanted to be a vet for most of my life but i got really interested in trauma medicine in high school and i was like Seeing a cat with, like, its leg ripped off, it's going to upset me a lot more than a human, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, So I was interested in doing emergency medicine, and I switched to pre-med, and then halfway through college, a few things happened. One, I didn't take any classes that were at all related to what I wanted to do as a career. It was just straight, like, gen chem, orgo, worst year of my life taking (laughs) organic chemistry. (laughs) Biochem, I only passed this year because... um, it, they were online. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. We, they, like, the tests were open notes. There's no mm. other way I would have passed. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, I wasn't taking anything related to my program. And I kept telling myself, like, like, it's delayed gratification. You're going to enjoy yourself when you're in med school. And, or, like, you're going to enjoy yourself when you're taking, like, more interesting bio classes at the end of college. And mm-hmm. then it was, you're going to enjoy yourself when you're in med school. And then it was, you're going to enjoy yourself when you're an actual doctor. And the goal point just kept getting moved <laughs> oh, no. further and further along. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing about this. I was, like, crying every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah no sorry that does that that does suck ass to have that dream um, of yours basically get like, torn apart i was like, be like no, no it gets better eventually but not it gets now. that's i mean like both of my parents are medical professionals and that was my dad's point he did like uh he graduated from med school when he was 23 22 23 oh. something like that what the fuck he How? went to college when he was 16 and then he did like oh. a six-year program oh god yeah. okay yeah Enjoy being like, God, I'm so tired from waking up early. I'm so tired from all the homework I had to do when I get home to that guy. But anyway, um, I kind of had this epiphany, like I should start, I should be enjoying what I'm doing now instead of just telling myself I'll be happy later. Mm -hmm. Um, There was also just, I didn't want to do, I wanted to do emergency medicine initially because I was like, it's really exciting. You're going to have a different case every day. Um, you never know what to expect. You can think on your feet. And I really like challenging myself. Um, but I also kind of realized, like, I don't like being in a constant state of stress and anxiety because I already live in a constant state of stress and anxiety. It doesn't need to get any worse than it is now. <laughs> right. Um, I had. He's and I so kind valid. of. <laughs> You're so I valid. To, I, I feel that. To realize, like, I like the idea of seeing recurring patients. And, like, getting to know people, and that wasn't something that I was interested in earlier. I think it's because I, like, figured out how to actually talk to people in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I I joined a pre-med honor society uh, about three months before I switched majors. So what a waste of time that was. But the <laughs> speaker uh, at our initiation ceremony was an ER doctor. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. I can talk to him about, you know, stuff. And his entire, like, ceremony speech was, um, hate to break it to you guys, but most of your job is going to be paperwork. And eventually there will come a point where you are callous and short-tempered and will hate your job. And I was like... Damn, they really knew how to pick them. They knew how to pick their (laughs) speakers, I guess. Interesting choice. Like, holy shit, why would you say like, that? The, the GDD speakers who were like, you're, you're not going to get a job in the games industry, kid. Oh, uh, yeah, that that well, also it, occurred. Yeah. It's, I feel oh, like no. there's so many people in these demanding fields where their entire point is just trying to discourage people from going into those fields. And it's because they want to weed people out who are, like, not committed enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, that's how you get people who are, like, robots. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're so yeah, dead set on on the goal that they just lose their humanity along the way, I guess. Yeah. That's I I understand both sides of that mindset in a way because um uh what's it called? Like I said, during college I became a big workaholic mm-hmm. and very competitive. Mm-hmm. I've mellowed out a little bit. <laughs> but um I definitely see like uh the value of how do I put this? Uh, I guess, like, at SCAD, right? SCAD's acceptance rate spiked up. 
mm-hmm. um, because SCAD as an institution wanted more money, which makes sense. It's business. Yeah. Um, but because of that, we have a lot of uh, kids coming in for animation. Yeah. And because we have so many kids coming in for animation, we have a wide breadth of skill levels, um, yeah. which is, again, understandable. Not everyone's at the same skill level. Life happens and like there's things going on. Yeah. Um, but because of that, professors are stretched really thin between like um, kids who are pretty good at animation and then mm-hmm. kids who are not super great at it. And now they have to like spend more time helping the kids who are not super great at it, which is taking away resources from the kids who are really good at it. Yeah. Um, and that does, I mean, if you like in my case, that happened to me, but I was able to overcome it by like just essentially ignoring the class. Like I just didn't learn anything from the class itself, took like the basics from it, then like did my own research outside of class hmm. because my professor needed to help the other kids. And that's fine. Like the other kids needed help, but it did sort of suck that like this class that I'm paying $1,400 yeah. for. Like I I need to, uh, what's it called? Um, I need to do my own, like essentially teach myself for like the entire course for like the yeah. entire 10 weeks. Right. I mean, that's something that I've seen from a lot of like larger classes that especially that have a lot of majors uh, that have to take them stuff like Orgo where you just don't the professors don't have the resources to actually teach anything. I learned everything from TAs mm. and it was an expectation that the professors told us many times, like you're supposed to teach this to yourself. Why am I paying you money? Yeah. My or yeah. She's ridiculous. Finally retired. But one of the Orgo professors would literally teach for the first up to the first exam each semester of Orgo. And then he would like fuck off to like Tibet and all these different places. And he would show a different photo from his travels at the beginning of our lectures. He was so bad at teaching, but he was old and he had tenure. Oh God. And yeah. it's one of those things where this is something also I've noticed where a lot of professors specifically in science fields will be like really highly esteemed because of research they've mm-hmm. done. Yeah. But they're just absolutely awful at teaching. Right. Because yeah. they're not teachers. Get rid of they're, them they're researchers. Because they still bring so much esteem to the, to the school. Right. Yeah. You need, you need someone who's good at teaching to teach a class, believe it or not. Like, it's... You should... Just because somebody's a good researcher doesn't make them a good teacher. They're not... They're two different things. And to have the skill to do both is incredible, but also incredibly rare. So you're not, you should focus on finding good teachers because that's what's most yeah. important at a learning institution. Surprise, surprise. I don't know. It's it's really whack how they make the hiring decisions sometimes at schools. Um, yeah, no, that I totally agree. Um, that shit can get fucked up like that. But so then you, so you, we, we, we've diverged a lot from, from your story. That's you, fine. You were to... You switched over to vet school, I'm assuming, after that speech? No, it actually wasn't after that speech. Um, What happened was, right before finals week, I was dating someone at the time who was an animal science major. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, you want to just, like, are you doing anything right now? You want to come to one of my classes with me? Because we were on the same campus. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, So I sat in on one of his animal reproduction lectures. And it was the last one of the semester. And it was on non-mammalian forms of reproduction. So they talked about, like flatworms and jellyfish and sharks and all this other stuff and it was the most i realized it was the most engaged i'd been in a class in all of college i was taking more detailed notes 
than the person I was dating, which wasn't hard. He did not <laughs> do anything. It was such a pain in the ass to get him to study. Um, <laughs> but I was, I had this like whole, oh God, what do you call it when you're, um, epiphany? epiphany? No, not epiphany. It's a specific psych term where like what you're doing does not match up with like your morals or your thought processes. I don't remember, but, hmm. um, Cognitive dissonance. Ah! Huge cognitive dissonance moment where I was like, this is clearly something that I'm really interested in, and it's not even what I'm doing. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Oh, God, I've wasted two years of my life, possibly more. What? Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, over the summer, I started working in, um... I started working in an anxiety and depression lab that used mouse models because that would be something that would benefit me as a pre-med student or as a vet student. Huge mistake. That's a story for another day. I'm permanently traumatized from working in labs. Oh, God. Um, And I took, like, the introductory animal science course that every freshman has to take over the summer. And I was like, well, if you like this, then this is what we're going to do now. And it was, like, two weeks into the class, I was like, yep, switching. Hmm. So now I'm doing that, and I've decided I hate lab research. Um, I don't want to work on a farm as a career, but I've really enjoyed uh, all the opportunities that my school has in terms of practical applications and working on the farm. Um, I'm going to be a TA in the spring if we're allowed to have in-person classes, Hmm. and I don't think we're going to have Rutgers Day, but if we have Rutgers Day, come visit and go to like the small room in an area because I might be a supervisor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah dude. All right. So that's been great. And then other than that, it's just like I didn't have a lot of friends uh growing up and especially in high school. I didn't actually start hanging out with people outside of school until like April of my senior year of high school. It was pretty sad. It was like partially partially intentional, partially unintentional that mm-hmm. I just like didn't really have any friends that I could hang out with. Um yeah. But I, especially I would say sophomore year, because freshman year I was living on like the engineering campus and all of my roommates never left their rooms. Um, but I, I feel like my experience is very similar to Nick, where I kind of got out of my shell a lot more, uh, especially in the last like year or two. I've gotten, I started like caring less about what other people think about me. I still care. I still care a lot, but it's less than it was before. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> You're so valid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've, you know, tried doing more things to kind of uh, get out of my shell more. So I uh, started swing dancing my sophomore year. Oh, fucking Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Probably not what you're picturing. Um, no, I, uh, like the 1920s, like. No, there's there are a lot of there are a lot of different kinds of swing dancing. I don't do Ooh. Lindy Hop. My knees, they just can't. <laughs> I, you're just squatting they the entire cannot. time. Mm. You're squatting throughout the entire dance, and it's so fast sometimes, and I just can't do it. Um, but I started a different kind of swing dancing. That's um started with like blues music but it's evolved over time so uh the joke is you can kind of dance it to any kind of music it's called west coast swing um but there's a lot more freedom for interpretation so i started by joining i got negged into joining the team on campus um no 
Um, okay, no, I met these two girls in my physics class. One of them lived in my dorm. Um, and they were talking about like going to this dance practice on Friday night because they were both in it. Mm. And they were like, hey, Nicole, you used to dance, right? You should come. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I tried joining ballroom freshman year. I didn't really like it. And they were like, what are you doing on a Friday night? Nothing. You're leaving. <laughs> <in the practice." laughs> See, that's the kind of ribbing that gets you call. You're called out. And so you have to answer yeah. the call. Yeah. Uh, and I just like, I didn't come, I didn't go very regularly for my, like the fall semester, sophomore year, but then I was like very depressed and my friend was like, this is the one thing you need to do something that's not school. Right. And this is like the one thing that I've heard you talk about that's really made you happy. So, um, this person, uh, started driving me to practice oh my God. Uh, a couple Aww. times a week to eliminate my excuse that I didn't want to have to like wait around for a bus in the middle of the night to, to get back home. Damn. Um, They're fucking then, ride or die. Yeah. And then I joined, I ended up joining the e-board. For oh two shit. Years. Terrible idea. Yeah. There's I'm so assuming that comes problems. with a lot of politics. <laughs> oh my God. Like junior year was just straight fighting because there were co-presidents never allow there to be co-presidents um, <laughs> and they hated each other and there was like oh, a legit no. there were like clearly divided sides and people were like actively trying to sabotage each other it was ridiculous Jesus. Um, but so through that i got more into like actually doing better i now teach on monday nights or at least i did um mm. And I also started going to a lot of uh, events that are, some of them are like kind of more local, but there are some that have like thousands of people. And I've met people from Singapore. I've met people from all over the world. And it's been one trying to like, you have to introduce yourself to a lot of people over the course of the event anyway. Right. Um, But just the fact that like, there are all these communities everywhere and getting more comfortable just talking to strangers has made me less scared about yeah. moving to a place where I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, I'm probably going to find some of these people there or at the mm-hmm. very least, I know I can actually do this now. Cause I, part of the reason why I ended up going to school in New Jersey was because, or we got, I only really applied to schools that were local because I kind of figured I can't go anywhere in California because I don't know anyone and I'm not going to have any friends and it's mm. going to be too scary being away mm. from everything. But now I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. And I might go to vet school in Scotland. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. I mean, Dude, I'm going to take a couple yeah. years off before I go to vet school. Cause I'm really tired. My farm supervisor <laughs> keeps trying to get me to apply to vet school or mm. she wanted me to apply to like an animal behavior master's program in Scotland, but part of their vet school. And I was like, I go to Scotland. Fuck yeah. Because if you're a STEM major, you don't really have the same opportunities to study abroad mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, liberal arts majors do. Back yeah. when I was a Spanish minor, uh, my advisor is basically like, if you want to do this, you have to finish all of your classes um, and take the MCAT by the end of your first semester, junior year. And then you have to take all of your Spanish minor classes in Spain during your second semester junior year and that's it that's the only way that's going to work and i was like that sounds terrible <laughs> damn. damn yeah, yeah. Actually, though, that's if you ever get the opportunity to like study abroad 10 out of yeah. 10 i would recommend like yeah. my yeah. experience like i my study abroad experience isn't the same as like a bunch of other people's maybe i don't know how other like non-art study abroad experiences are but mine was like uh essentially like a fucking 
it was really chill. We were like in a uh, rural French, um, like a very rural French, like uh, a village, like mm-hmm. medieval. It was like a medieval village, mm. and um, I don't know, man. It was just like it's it's it was literally like rip it out of like. The Witcher or some shit, where you like you walk <laughs> around and like there's like no lights anywhere. Like oh fuck, it's all like very low lit like lights and shit. Um, yeah. you can yeah, definitely please. get shanked. Mm-hmm. You can definitely yeah. get shanked in like any like alley, but like there's only like five people in the village itself. Like all of it, <laughs> literally like the suspect list is gonna be pretty short. <laughs> no, but, of Salem. <laughs> yeah, dead ass. No, like the entire village was pretty much like like the thirty SCAD students who came, like. It was really like thirty, like it was like two buses of scad. Not even two. Buses. No, it was two buses. It was like two buses of scad students, and like, um, fucking, it was just all us, and it was, it was a chill vibe. It was just like, I mean, and I don't know how like, uh, computer kids or, uh, vet kids, uh, have their like study abroad sessions probably somewhere that's not in the middle of fucking nowhere, <laughs> but um, you know, being able to like go out and hunt some boar. And not get fucked by like, and get fucked by like Wendigos or like some sort of like monster or some shit. That's cool. <laughs> Amazing. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, all right. We're we're already blowing over an hour here, so I do want to wrap things up. But it it does sound like, you know, in general, and I think it makes sense that you know, college as a stepping stone to becoming a real time adult human being, like it's a, it is a huge experience for most people that makes people get out of their comfort zones and and makes them you know uh grow a lot and and become more of an independent human being which makes sense because you're no longer living under your drugs yeah so i i mean hopefully you know that's like for some people do it starting to do drugs and alcohol is a way to as a social lubricant i wouldn't recommend that personally uh i've seen it go very bad for a lot of people i think you've manage yourself fine pat but uh you know it's a it's it's a not not the most optimal route but i think it's valid that like nicole you had those concerns about not wanting to get too far out of state because if you don't not knowing anybody and being an introvert can really fuck you up if you're if you're uh coming to college and you just don't know anybody and funny enough we were joking about like the whole icebreaker stuff at the beginning of the show but that is why colleges try to do icebreakers is to get those introverts to make some form of connection with some other student on campus even if it's just one like if you know somebody and like for for me and lul i think csh really was just bypass that because csh forces you to to interact with people on floor a lot um but if you're not in any of those I skip it entirely because I came to school knowing Jacob already from high school for like oh, three years. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, I already knew my roommate. I already had a friend no matter what. Yeah, uh, so that that was another great assist. But, like, if, if you're in a situation like it sounds like, Nicole, you might have been where, you know, you don't know anybody potentially going into college, then having those kind of icebreakers can, can be really helpful. Is it always going to work? No. You know, sometimes they're really awkward, and, and that's why we make fun of them. But, like, it can... it canon has i think worked like there were there were some people i remember uh before i got to rit they had a pre-orientation thing where we went on a little hiking trip and i got to know some of the people there and i kind of fell off with most of them afterwards because i was just super consumed by all the computer science house stuff but 
I would like say hi to them in the hallways and stuff and like that that is a connection that you can have and you can choose to grow and foster more if if you've got nothing else going on um but yeah in general I think college really like that's why they do those icebreaker experiences and then hopefully once you have a foothold those people can introduce you to other people and then like a recursive cycle of just pushing you and and introducing you to things that you haven't experienced before um that shit was actually yeah. like that shit was actually the worst because then too many people know you and then <laughs> you don't know them so like you'd be walking down the street and then someone would say hi to you and be like Oh, uh, the the dreaded Nine. drama of not knowing someone's Let's... name. Yeah, I'm just yeah, a forgetful like... ass motherfucker, so I just yeah. that just happens regardless. Like even if I don't know that many people, I'll just forget people's names half the time. Usually um, I'll just be like, "Yo, what's up, dude? Oh yeah, my home, my bro. What's up, dude? Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what's Bye. up, my guy, my person, my human yeah. being? Hell my yeah! I do just I do just want to add. Um, I had this. I didn't have a great freshman year of college either because I was living on a really introverted campus with roommates who either were more interested in just kind of like doing their own thing or my roommate told me that she actively did not like me for the first three months and she didn't Dude, tell me until right. March. Uh, I told She told me on her birthday and I was like, yeah, this is what I thought of you when we first moved in together and I'm glad we're friends. And she was like, yeah, I didn't like you until like November at all. And I was like, that's... That's a weird thing to say to Why me. Why would you? Um, whatever. Um, but I had a really not great freshman year. And meanwhile, I was listening to all these stories of, like, my friends from high school telling me about, like, all their weird dorm shenanigans and stuff. Oh, and I was like. Yeah. And um, I, like, any of the older people that I knew, all of them had kind of maintained the same friend group from, like, their freshman dorm until the end. And I kind of felt like. Missed out. Yeah, like, I felt like I missed out, and I, I literally felt like I'm fucked for the rest of college, because everyone's made their established friend groups already, mm -hmm. and I'm screwed. So I moved to a dorm sophomore year, and it was, like, it was harder making friends at the beginning than I think maybe it would have been if I had joined freshman year, when everyone's, like, over-eager to, like, right. talk oh, yeah. to people, but I've, you know, made a really great group of friends. I met Brad and Yash through that, and through okay. that I've met now all of you. Hell yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Through them, I've met, like, literally everyone else in the world. I Through that, I had to read Worm, the most arduous experience of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Yash, oh, yeah, Yash is a powerful influencer when it comes to Worm. I have, I have resisted yeah. his, his siren song for many years now, uh, but I may succumb to it someday. We were, it's like, it's an experience that's worth having, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a positive experience. <laughs> He just, yeah. like, we were up talking alone in the lounge until, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning after the Super Bowl, and I was like, fine, you win. I'll start reading it. He got um, you with the 4 a.m. delirium state. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what happens. Fuck. Mentally um, destroyed you until you but, fucking like, read it. And also, just, like, at the beginning of college, I was... I wouldn't say I was a narc, but I was, like, very boring, and I did not have any interest in, like, alcohol at all. I had a really traumatic experience where I, like, took one sip of, from vodka from someone else's handle, mm -hmm. and I walked down to the hallway, and at that moment, a, um, like, an RA came downstairs and oh, caught me, and I was like, this is it, my life is over. Yeah. And now, 
fast forward three years later, I have a fully stocked bar cabinet, and I've gotten really into home bartending. Oh yeah! My overall, my overall point is one: we're gonna have a party at the end of quarantine, and I'm bartending. And two. Uh, if you're having, like, if you're worried about your freshman year, you're currently having a bad freshman year. I'm sure a lot of you are having a bad freshman year. Um, yeah, in this current like, state of things, yes. In this current state of things, everyone's yeah. fucked. But yeah. just, like, don't be discouraged, I promise you. Just keep at it. Don't give up hope. You will still make friends. Mm-hmm. And whatever is supposed to happen will happen. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. actually, that's, like, one thing that I realized in college. It's, like, making friends is really easy. Mm. I mean, wow. I guess I'm just I'm a bit biased, but like I've I've shuffled around friend groups like each year. Yeah, like, yeah. I literally went I went through one friend group in freshman year, and then I realized I didn't want to party anymore because mm-hmm. uh, being hungover takes up a lot of my day. Um, <laughs> it, it's like that. No, it's literally oh, it. it's literally like I was like, man, partying is great, but you know what? You know what's better than that? Being productive. Yeah. Morning. Or yeah. Forehead. Oh, Dude, man. so. So I stopped hanging out with them because all they did was party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also ran from the cops. And then I became friends with another group. Uh, he ran from the cops? Don't worry about it. All right. That could be a story for another time. That's another good, day. Good That's God. Um, yeah, I ran from the cops like twice. Yeah. I, I would say just if you're really introverted and you and it's like, you, like, I think, Pat, I think one of your better qualities is that you are, I think, at least in some degree, an extrovert where you, you, you can go, you are able to go out and say hello and and just start a conversation with somebody that you oh. don't have any serious relationship with yet but you just you know you're you're a nice person and you 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 Aww. strike up conversation and I think that's that's a really cool thing about you but I think if you're like introverted I just think people are hot yeah okay i mean you yeah, know whatever sure. whatever works i guess <laughs> i'm just down a bone baby you know that's just I'm and like... we've gone full circle to <laughs> pat had sex once God, that sucks once. Anyways, no, no. just if you're introverted, just just it could be as simple as saying hi to somebody in your class yeah. or or anything like. If you get assigned a group during a group project, just like have a conversation yeah. with them and then see where it goes. Um, I, I guess that's just all I wanted to say. I think you can you can really make some lifelong you know friendships and make yeah. you know out branching out connections that just weave out to places that you would never expect. Like I I have no idea how I would have met you, Cole. Otherwise, if I didn't you know know Yash and then go to college and then start streaming because of COVID and because of all the influences I've had up until now, and then then Yash says let's do a fucking Weaver Dice campaign, and then I get to meet you. And it's like that's it's all crazy. You don't you don't know until you you just do it. Which sounds like yeah. I guess cheesy advice, but it's true. So introverts just like get yourself out of your comfort zone and like force yourself to like go be social. Yeah. And extroverts realize that sometimes you have to stay home and you have to study and just generally you need to like be alone in your your dorm room you need to hang out yeah you need to balance things i i think my my mantra for a lot of things in life is like everything is good in moderation uh including that saying itself sometimes you need to be extreme in some cases but like you know (laughs) a lot of things you could just you could just find a middle ground on and then you'll be pretty set for life yeah Um, there are no absolutes. Anyways, we've we've way blown past our time, but I think this is a very enlightening discussion. I think we, I ironically or unironically, know each other a lot better now thanks to this. Yeah. Frankly, what it, what is boiled down to an, a really long icebreaker, but I I've enjoyed it, and I think I I hope you guys have as well, uh, and I hope the audience has. So. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, I guess we'll we'll come back next week with a different set of guests, or maybe the same guests. Who knows? We'll talk more about these stories and whatever else is going on in the world. I had I put other things on the list, but this kind of consumed the whole podcast, and that's fine. Um, so do all of those? What? Were we supposed to get to all of those? No, I literally just throw things on the dock and just if we get to talk about them, we do. If we don't, then I can just talk about it next week. Like, it's just a running list of things to pick up on if there's dead air that I can just transition over to. But this, you know, carried itself for the whole show. So that's fine. Um, Anyways, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, We'll see you. uh, I mean, I'll be doing, you know, the stream schedule stuff on on weeknights. So I'll be there for that. And then Horse and Round will be once again next weekend, uh, Saturday at four. So thanks for watching and uh, stay safe out there. Peace. Good gaming, gamers. Yeah.